Hello and welcome to First Graft, the podcast where I, Heidi James, talk to you about writing the first draft of my novel, The Sound Mirror. I wonder if you can pick up on the uh, ice cream van. That's No, maybe not. The music stopped. Always a bit spooky, aren't they? Those, um, creepy anyway, I was saying. Hello, it's been oh, a couple of weeks, not because I was procrastinating, but because uh, I updated my computer and then it decided it had privacy issues with my microphone and it took me forever to work it out, but I did, and here I am. Hello, how are you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been getting lots done, teaching, marking, that's always fun, Uh, reading lots, managing to watch some things, getting ready for Christmas, which is always exciting, and writing lots and lots and lots and lots, and getting lots of notes down, and getting pretty excited about getting the Christmas holidays out of the way, seeing everyone, eating lots, having a lovely time, but then really having some time to knuckle down and write. I'm really excited about it, which is a lovely feeling. Um... And hopefully I'll have lots and lots and lots more to share with you. I've got a few guests that I'm hoping to have on lining up for the new year. Um, and new, new new things published. So lots to talk about and lots to be thinking about. And it's really nice to have got this working. Honestly, at one point I was actually screaming at the computer and everyone around me must have thought I was losing my marbles, which, if I'm honest, isn't that rare an occurrence. Um, so yeah, hello, welcome back. What have you been doing? Have you been procrastinating? Have you been writing hard? Tell me about what you're reading, what you're writing, how it's going and what you're watching. It's always good to get tips and recommendations from others. Let's get started. So um, I have been watching... Eleanor Ferrenti, um, the TV adaptation of her incredible novel, My Brilliant Friend. And I have to say, I am absolutely loving it. I was worried that I wouldn't. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm always trepidatious that when I've loved a book or a series of books, you always worry that the film or the TV series is just isn't going to match, is it? You have a very particular idea in your head of what characters look like and sound like and what the place looks and sounds like. And and maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's the director's vision. You feel like it, it, their atmosphere and their approach isn't what you've visualised. It completely ruins some things, I think. Like, I absolutely hated Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby. I really couldn't stand it. Oh, it drove me crazy. Um, but I'm really, really enjoying this. Um, I just feel like it complements rather than detracts from the from the book, um, from the books. And it's really come to life for me. It's really beautiful. So I'm loving that. So if you can, that's worth watching. I've been reading Exposure by Olivia Sajik which is just a lovely, beautiful book. It's a lovely object. It's in the, It's a sort of little book. It's really beautiful little shape. And 
she's a really elegant, stylish writer. Um, her sentences are beautiful. And what she's writing about is really thought-provoking. And it's generous. She's writing about being anxious and you know, feeling exposed and creativity. And it's just lovely. I really, really feel quite strongly about it. I want to buy it as gifts for lots of people. Um, and, it, yeah, it's that generosity of spirit, I suppose. I found it really lovely and helpful and and one of those wonderful books when you feel connected to the person. Um, so I really recommend that. It's absolutely beautiful. And I have also been reading Dead Ink's collection of essays, which I've had for a while and sort of dipped in and out of, but I have made a concerted effort to read um, and finish Know Your Place. So, um, yeah, so that's by Dead Ink books with very, lots of different authors writing essays. So um, a good friend of mine, Lee, Lee Rourke, which his is brilliant um kit de Waal, um, lots of other writers and it sort of ranges from things like food and going to the beach and the seaside and um to education and access and um accent and language and all sorts um and it's brilliant and it made me laugh out loud and it was really touching and again it was that lovely sense of connection because i you can probably tell from my very uh <laughs> Medway accent that I, people often take great pleasure in pointing out to me. I have a, a common accent, as it's been said. Um, that I'm from a working class background. Um, but it's always sort of... Not conflict, that's not the word I'm looking for. What am I looking for? It's just a really sometimes problematic position in that... Once you've been educated, for which I'm very grateful, and I'm not sure that kids coming from the same background as me um, would have had all the opportunities I've had, which have been fantastic, and I'm very, 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 very fucking lucky. Um, But I don't belong back there anymore, and I don't really sometimes feel very like I don't belong in the sort of academia, literary worlds. Even when it's down to simple things that people aren't being awful to you, where they're Saying, oh, when you were a kid, did you listen to? Oh, do you remember that radio program? Or do you remember this? Or, And you just think, no idea what you're talking No, I didn't listen to that or watch that or have that. or, um, And that's fine. But then there are sort of slightly more sort of the microaggressions, which, you know, I've had as someone at work once used to say, hello, governor, to me every time I walked into the staff, to the faculty room, taking that sort of... I'm almost like, I see you, you may have a PhD and all this nonsense, but you haven't really escaped, making it really clear. And even then, but back the other way, my mother once saying things like, you know, why must you use that word? Why are you using that? Why do you say that? Why can't you just say this? Um, yeah. So it's a, I really, it's a really good book to read and, uh, and sort of get that sort of, it's got a really wide scope and a sense of perspective. And, you know, and things like Nathan, the author, Nathan says, you know, are you still working class when you've been university educated, when you've, um, you know, moved out, got your own, bought, bought a house? You know, I just think, am I, can I say that? Am I still working class? And it's that sort of operating in a liminal, strange space, I suppose. But also, actually, you know, my grandparents and, and as a kid, I was well-educated. Before I went to fancy schools and great universities and what have you, I was reading, reading, reading and interested, interested, interested. So it's that horrible patronizing idea that if you're working class you've 
got no interest in art or culture or intellectual ideas or thinking. It was just absurd. Um, so yes, that's what I've been reading about and really loving. And it was really helpful because I'm what I'm writing about now. I'm this so thinking about the sound mirror now is obviously embedded in class in some ways. It moves about between the working classes in 20th century and the middle class. Um, and their position as colonists and but also how that's the middle classes are also have their own issues um, but also I'm trying to write an unlikable character and what I've noticed is in all my reams and reams of notes this unlikable character has the least like she's not present as much for me um so I've go, oh, I'm realising is I'm going to have to do a lot more work on this character. Now, I'm no stranger to writing unlikable characters. Um, if you've read Wounding, you'll know that Cora isn't necessarily the most lovable character. But I do think it's important to write them. Uh, you know, there's sort of uh, an idea, a sort of common wisdom that you should write sympathetic characters. And there's a difference between unlikable and sympathetic, I think, or characters that do rotten shit things that you don't always like or agree with. But if you understand their motivations and where they're coming from, then you will come with them on their journey and try and understand why they're doing it. Um, And so Cora, I thought, was really important to write about a woman who does not like her life or her children or her choices. And it's not her children as individuals, it's this life, this idea that she's been pressed into this gender stereotype. Um, and so it's her husband too, and it's that struggle out of that. Um, but I think you can... I think, actually, do you know what? I think it's really important as as a woman, as a female writer, um, writing female characters, that they are unlikable. We spend our lives being told to be nice, to be quiet, to be small, to be likeable, 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 and actually fuck it. You know, when you think about what is it to be ladylike, it's to be genteel, it's to be quiet, it's not to take up enough space, it's to have lovely manners, and to make sure everyone around you is comfortable and happy. And actually, fuck it. Take up our space, be unlikable, be rude. That's one of the things I was thinking about, the sort of class stuff, and people, um, you know it's common to swear etc etc that's partly why I take great pleasure in it because I think no I'm having space I'm not hiding under a rock anymore um or internalizing this idea that the language I use and the accent I have is not permissible is vulgar outre declasse it's language it's expression and it's mine. Um, so I think it's really important as as women, well, men too, writing female characters that they have depth because who is likable all the time? Present company accepted, of course. I'm sure you're just saintly and glorious and wonderful and ha 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 ha. But you know, we all have our aspects that are dark and difficult and bloody-minded and perverse and awful that doesn't make us dreadful dreadful wretched humans it just means we are humans and so that's what I think is important and key here is if you're writing a character that is unlikable then we need the depth we need to understand why we need to know 
what their motivations are, where they're coming from, why they choose what they choose, why they do what they do. If we understand them, and if we've done our jobs properly as writers and given enough um, detail and motivation and shown these characters, showing them, showing them doing what they do, thinking what they think, saying what they say, feeling what they feel, then perhaps we can come along with them and we will stay with them and we'll try to find out why they do what they do and come with them on this journey. So really it's the writing, that's what I'm talking about. So I need to do more, I need to do more work on this character. She is not likeable, I don't want to give too much away because it's a significant part of the plot, but you know, she turns her back on her family responsibilities and then says some, does something pretty aggressive that detonates her entire legacy and her family relationships and marriage, which she leaves something behind when she passes away that is irretrievable. It's irrevocable. So she's a tough character to to sort of engage with. Um, So I've really got to do my work there. So I'd love to hear about that from you guys what do you have you written any characters or are you writing a character that's difficult to like and get under the skin of what do you do about that how have you how have you cracked that nut i'd love to know let me know um contact me on twitter or on on uh, the first graph facebook facebook page because yeah it's the writing and not the character i've got to find a name for her as well so if you've got any suggestions for names, that would be great. She needs a sort of middle-classy name. Um, English. Oh, there's that ice cream pan again. Honestly, they really are creepy. I was thinking, especially at this time of year. This time of day is one o'clock. It's winter. It's raining. Who's out there wanting an ice cream? It's always like the child catcher, isn't it? Anyway, I digress. I apologise. Um... <laughs> Well, I don't even know what I'm saying now. Yeah, let me know about your characters that you're writing um, that are unlikable. Oh, or names. If you've got a name, like an early 20th century female name, Englishy, middle classy. Yeah, let me know. So, yeah, so anyway, while I was thinking about this, I've been thinking about characters that I don't like, but that are essential for to not like. So, Eileen, Otessa Mosfez book her character is really rotten horrible um but necessarily so so you sort of stick with it and you go with her on that journey um tony soprano you know he's a he's a brutal killer um but i don't know about you i was hooked and actually found myself rooting for him it's really fucking amazing writing isn't it and you understand where he's come from, why he chooses what he chooses. You have sympathy with him against his awful mother, who's pretty grim. Um, and, for her, and she has her own reasons for that. So, yeah. And then I was thinking actually about one characters that you're supposed to really like and that you don't. And I feel kind of bad saying this, but... So I really loved um, A Little Life. But I really hate... Well, I didn't hate, that's not true... Jude, the main character, irritated the shit out of me. And that sounds really horrible. Um, but as someone who has had quite similar stuff happen to me that he's had, that character's had, and similar sort of issues without going into too much detail. But, I, I you know, I thought her writing was ex- extraordinary. really liked it. Loved the book. Um, but there were times when I really wanted to 
just for Jude to just get well. Um, just, yeah, come on, mate. So he irritated the shit out of me. I'm trying to think of other characters in books that I really loved that um, have pissed me off. Um, oh. oh, there's probably loads because I'm such a grumpy bitch at times. Oh, I know, Ali Smith's, the little girls in most of Ali Smith's books always annoy me. And I think, you know, sometimes people say you don't like things because they're very similar to you. I think that's because I was one of those annoying um, children who was preposterously clever and a little shitbag about it. I was a real little know-it-all arsehole. Um, so it's probably why they piss me off. So I almost sort of skipped the, the pages that they're on, which is a, not something you should admit to, I think, as a writer. Anyway, so that's what I'm doing. It's really nice to be back with you. Um, you probably did you miss me oh my god listen to me that's needy ignore me don't answer that bollocks I'm sorry (sighs) I'm writing it's all going well I need to dig into this character understand her a bit more so if you've got any tips or hints let me know hopefully I'll have something to read for you next week Um, but in the meantime please rate review on itunes that's really helpful spread the word listen in send me messages tell me how you're doing i'd love to read your your work and i'd love to share your work if you if that would be good for you i'd love to know what you're reading and um listening to anything about your process really um i'm realizing more and more and more that i write lots and lots and lots of notes and then join all of those together like a jigsaw puzzle and the writing gathers and gathers like that and I think it's important to acknowledge your process and give yourself permission to do it that way so tell me about your your work and how you approach it um I will speak to you next week thank you so much and I'm going to leave you with some more beautiful music by the lovely Joe Tumba so tough for now take care my darlings mm-hmm.